pray. So, Father, we uh, thank you for this morning. Uh, thank you that you love us so much that Christ came. Uh, he died for us and he rose from the dead to give us life and to give it to us in abundance. And so thank you for your presence this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. It's good to see you. Uh, thank you for... Thank you for inviting me to come and speak. Um, so, one man uh, decided to uh, do something about his weight. He was big, um, and uh, his uh, stomach was uh, sagging. And so he got onto the scale uh, to measure his weight, and he sucked in his uh, uh, <laughs> stomach. And his wife said to him. Honey, that will not work. <laughs> and he said, babe, it will work. That's the only way I can see the scale. <laughs> well, life is interesting, but uh, our God is a good God. Uh, sometimes we wrestle with a lot of things in our lives, and sometimes these things, they include, imagine, just our weight. But God is good today. I'm talking about keeping the faith. Um, and there are four things that I just want to put across to us. Um, the first is um, that um, we have a setting uh, in our lives uh, which we need to take note of. So I'll talk about the setting that we're living in. Then I'll talk about your mission, your purpose in life. Then I'll talk about the faithfulness of God. And finally, I will look at uh, the question, will you keep the faith? because that's what I want us to do, to keep the faith in the midst of what is happening. And so thank you for the prayer that you made, because you actually talk, talked about the, the setting that we're living in, and uh, thank you for that. Uh, here, these friends, as I start you know, on this um, uh, topic today, I just want you to know that uh, one of the things that excites me uh, when it uh, comes to going to church is what the Word of God says in Romans chapter 15, verse 4. This is what scriptures say. The Bible says, For whatever things were written before, they were written for our learning, uh, that we, through the patience and comfort of scriptures, we might have all. So I'm always excited about coming to church because in, in, in a church, there's an opportunity for me to... Uh, you know, be taught the word of God that I may be able to have hope in this life. Because sometimes the setting uh, that we find ourselves in, it is a setting that can be discouraging. So let's look at the setting first. Let's look at the stage. I want to say to us, friends, that we are living in the times that God has already prophesied. God has spoken about the times that we are living in. Uh, so in Matthew chapter 24, uh, this is what Jesus says uh, from verse 4. He said, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I'm the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that none of you, you know, is not alarmed. Um, such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, there will be fair mines, there will be earthquakes in various places. 
all these things at the beginning of bad pain. So let me just say to us, the time that we're living in, the setting that we're living in, is actually a setting that has been prophesied. Nothing that is happening in our days should actually alarm us. God has already, you know, shared in his word this time. So there will be rumors of wars. There will be a lot of things that will be happening. Fights here, fights there. There will be poverty. There will be a lot of things here this that will happen. These things must not alarm us. We are living in such times. Uh, last week, we, we, we traveled to the UK, uh, last week but one, uh, with, with Pamela. And we got there, and as I was hearing stories of what is happening in the UK, it's interesting, friends, that uh, it's the rights of Christians are not there. The rights of Christians are not there. So gays, uh, lesbians, they have a right. Uh, the Muslims, they have a right. Um, the atheists have a right. Christians don't have a right. And when we are to, if we are to speak about what we believe in, you will discover that we will be uh, taken to task. But other people can do a lot of things. So we, Christians have no right to demonstrate, but girls, lesbians, and the like, they, they will go there and they can demonstrate. These things are things that have been prophesied, and it is the setting. I just want to say to us, friends, we must not be alarmed. That's what Jesus said here. This is the setting that we're in. There will be rumors of war. We will be attacked. I want to encourage you to take note of the fact that you must not be alarmed by what is happening. So that is the setting. In this setting, I want to encourage you, which is the second point here, for you to ask yourself, what could be my mission? What's my purpose? So there's a setting that is there. The big question is, why are you alive at a time like this? Why are you alive? Because this is a very important question, friends. So la last week, I, I shared this uh, message uh, at the church that we went to in, in the UK on Sunday. And there is a, a, a website that is called Weldometer. Weldometer. I want you to just, uh, I don't know if you know it, but uh, uh, this uh, website, it looks at a number of statistics. And some of the statistics are to do with uh, the uh, current world population, the births that have uh, you know, taken place this year, the deaths, births today, this today, and as I was looking at that website last week, and then I looked at the website uh, today. Last week, as I looked at the, that website, was I'm just looking at why are you alive today? What is your purpose? Last week, the population was eight billion. When I looked at this on Saturday last week, it was eight billion uh, fifty-one million and about five thousand. The best. By Saturday last week, deaths were 76 million 988. The deaths on that day, on Saturday, when I looked at the time that I looked at this, it was 51,770. 
they said deaths, deaths today. And deaths today were 114,000. Uh, so about, you know, uh, if, the ratio is one to two of people who are dying to the people who are being born, one to two. What was interesting is when I looked at these statistics yesterday, was what is interesting, friends, is this. Every second, when you do this, every second, like this, you know what is happening? About eight people are dying worldwide, every second. Eight people are dying, just like this. So eight people have died. And about 16 people have been born as we do this one, one minute. So it's, 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 it, it, it was fascinating to me to say, so why is it after one second like this, I'm still alive? <laughs> and 16 people or, or eight people have died. Just like this, imagine. So by the time we finish this uh, service, you can just calculate the number of uh, you know, people that have, 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 have probably died which is uh, 60 minutes by uh, 60 seconds by eight people would have died at the end of the service. I looked at the, uh, at the statistics yesterday, and what interested me was the population was now 8 billion and uh, 52 million. Uh, and the population last week was 8 billion uh, 51 million. Now it's 8 billion 52 uh, uh, million. In terms of uh, the deaths, because that's what I was interested in, say, why am I alive? In terms of the deaths, the deaths uh, this year, they are now 36 billion 100. Last year, they were, uh, last week, they were 34 million 800. So 1.5 million people died between Saturday last week and Saturday, yesterday, 1.5 million. I said to myself, but I'm alive. The question, friends, is this. In the setting that is around here, why are you alive? What is your purpose? Could there be something that God has actually, you know, given you, uh, you know, two more uh, weeks, uh, two more months, could there be a reason? I want you to uh, know, friends, that one of the things that is important is for us to be coming before God every morning and to say to God, Lord, thank you. Today I am alive. Lord, show me what I should actually be doing today. What is the purpose for my existence today? Well, let me tell you, don't take it for granted that you are alive. Don't take it for granted. I look at the word of God, you, you, you will realize that there were people like Simeon when Christ was born. In Luke chapter 2, verse 25, this is what the Bible says. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was a righteous and uh, a devout man. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. 
Imagine, this guy, Simeon, he was there just waiting for Christ to be brought to the temple this one day. And when Christ came, he said, Lord, I can actually depart in peace. He knew the reason why he was alive. What about you, my, my friend? Why are you alive today? This is something that we must actually go before God every day, that God gives you an opportunity to be alive. Let me tell you, that's why I like the songs that we're singing. Lord, make me an instrument of peace. Lord, help me to make a difference in, in, in the life that I'm living. Let me tell you, friends, we can make a difference in the setting that is actually bad, the setting that is there. We become the light, we become the salt. Because the reality is this, everything that we have, yeah, this does not make sense in the end. When, hear yeah, this, we put death into the equation. It doesn't matter what you have. At some point in time, the reality is this, you will leave all these things. I normally say to people, one of the things that God has given me, as God has not given me as a, as a gift, is the gift of prophecy. I've said God has not given me this gift of prophecy. But there's one prophecy that I make with accuracy. You know what that prophecy is? All of you who are looking at people who will die one day. <laughs> Including me, who is actually talking to you. One day, if the Lord tallies, hear this, we will all die. How many of you think that my prophecy is, is not accurate? <laughs> we will die. Friends, I just want to ask you to answer this question. Every morning that you are waking up, Lord, I am alive today. What is it that you want me to be able to accomplish? It doesn't matter, you know, how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. As long as you are alive, there's something that God would want you to accomplish. And you must be able to find out. The third thing that I just want to share with you, friends, as well, looking at will you keep the faith in the setting that we are having uh, in, in our days, is this whole issue of us understanding the faithfulness of God. That God is faithful. Friends, I want you to know God is faithful. This is what the Bible says in Lamentations 3, verse 22. Because of the, of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is the faithfulness of God. Why am I saying this? I want you to know, friends, that in the life that we are living in, it is possible that you will face a lot of challenges. The setting is such that yeah, this, we will face challenges. We will face uh, challenges. Sometimes it's financial. Sometimes it is health. Whatever it is, let, it, let, me, let me tell you, the reality is challenges are part and parcel of the life that we will live. The Bible says, in this life, this is what Jesus said, in this life, you will face yeah, these hardships. You will face trouble. That was what Jesus said in the book of um, in, in, in John. And Paul says in the book of Timothy, 2 Timothy says, those that desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will face persecution. So you will find that at some point in time you have a challenge, whether it is your health, whether it is finances, whether it is relationship. What is important for you to know that God is faithful. What God has said will happen in our lives, the promises that he has mentioned in his word for us are promises that will come to pass. 
God still remains faithful. If God says you will be healed, we will be healed. If God promises us peace, we will have peace. I'll tell you this uh, testimony because God is still working miracles, friends. The reason why we went to the UK is that uh, last month, um, my brother, uh, my brother's kids were going to school. One was going to university, and as she was going to university, uh, the older uh, sister, uh, she went with the younger brother to drop the younger brother at school. As they were just about to get uh, to the school, just a, a couple of uh, um, meters away, 100, 100 meters away, uh, someone who was drunk, uh, was on cocaine, uh, came, it was a pedestrian crossing, he hit them, uh, these two kids. It was a nasty accident. Uh, if they were in Zimbabwe, I'm sure they would have died. Uh, so broken limbs, uh, the young man, uh, was eight, was eight years old. Uh, his head uh, became swollen. There was blood in his uh, uh, bread there to open the skull so that they relieve, uh, drain the blood out. And it was, it was bad. They thought that, uh, so it was last month, they thought that this young man would not walk for one year, one and a half years. So they removed the skull uh, for a couple of days, uh, drained the blood and so forth, and then put the skull back. The technology there is great. Uh, they put the young man into induced coma to make sure that he, he just uh, recovers well. Just about two days after the operation, the young man was already moving the limbs and the like. Four days later, the young man was actually very much okay. As we are talking about a month later, he's actually walking on, uh, on, on sticks. It's shocking. Uh, people. The doctors who um, uh, attended to this young man, it was a team of about 15 uh, doctors that, you know, neurosurgeons that had to work on him and, and so forth. The senior guy this came to my brother and said, you know what, uh, what I can tell you, my friend, is some people are born lucky. This is where should have died. Some people are born lucky. And then in, in private, he said to him, you know what, I know I cannot tell you that uh, this is the end of God because I don't know what you believe in. And I can't say these things out there because, you know, like what I told you, Christians have no freedom to say these things. But he says, to me, I'm seeing God. I want you to know, friends, God is faithful. God is still at work. And whatever is happening in our lives at the moment, let's not forget that we can go to God who is our Father and talk to him and say, Lord, we know that your word is actually faithful. Lord, we are asking for our own healing. We are asking for provision. We are asking for peace. We are asking that, Lord, you look after us. Let's remember that God is a faithful God. And let me tell you, God will always keep his side of the, of the bargain if we are to uh, put it that way. Our God is a faithful God. Let me close by saying this. The question that is there for all of us is, will you as an individual keep the faith? In the midst of what is happening, friends, will you keep the faith? Will you continue to believe? Because faithfulness on our part is actually required in this life that we are living in. 
Faithfulness is required. This is what the Bible says in 2 Samuel uh, 2, uh, 22, uh, verse 26. The Bible says, To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. To the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. God says to the faithful, he will show himself faithful. The question is, will you keep the faith, friends, in the midst of what is happening? That's why I'm, I'm blessed. You know, when I come here every time, I see you know, that people are continuing the faith. We are there. We are, we are worshiping the Lord. And I feel encouraged. And I want to say to you, friends, keep the faith. We keep the faith, hear this, by being faithful in doing his word, by being faithful in, in following the purposes of our lives, by being faithful in obeying the word. Because the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints. So what we are doing like this when we gather like, like this, we are not forsaking the gathering of the saints. We are being faithful. And I want to encourage you, let's continue to keep the faith. Because our God is faithful. And in the end, you will notice that the Bible says, those that believe to the end shall be saved. It's about us who will keep on keeping on, who will see the hand of the Lord in the midst of a setting that is actually not good. And I want to encourage you, my friends, let's keep the faith. And so, will you be able to, can you look at your friend next uh, to you and say, hey, my brother, will you keep the faith? My sister, will you keep the faith? Will you keep the faith? <laughs> Will you keep the faith? Will you keep the faith? Will you keep the faith? So, Father, thank you for this morning. Uh, thank you, Lord, for you are asking us this question. Will you keep the faith? Lord, we know that the setting that we're living in is a setting that uh, you spoke of. Lord, we know that uh, in this setting, you still want us to focus on the purpose that you have created us. You want us to focus on the reason why we are alive today. Lord, you are reminding us that uh, you are a faithful God. And you are asking us, will you keep the faith? Father, help us. We are your children. We need you in our lives. And we give you glory. We give you honor. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise be to God. Thank you.